0: The hard shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites.
1: This is talk.
0: Well, it's always a pleasure on a Thursday for Tom Dunn to join us to talk about uh, Matters Musical. First up, take a listen to this on the night that's in it. That, of course, is taken from The Exorcist, uh, that track, because tonight, Tom, is Halloween. So we asked Tom to reel us off his uh, favourite
1: spook uh, songs. Um, It's not just songs, it's music as well in in film. I think it's it's almost a a genre of music, Halloween music, and um, fantastically scary. And when it works, you wouldn't be able to imagine films like The Exorcist or The Poltergeist or The Shining or Rosemary's Baby or Omen Without the fantastic music that goes with them, it's just it's a wonderful thing. But I was doing a bit of research into it, and I discovered that an awful lot of it owes its uh, its origins to this piece of music, piece of Gregorian chant, from twelve hundred called uh, "Diaz Irae, which is just four notes that they used to sing in, in the uh, in the death marches, the death uh, masses that they had. And they found it so unsettling that it was banned by the church for a while. It, they wouldn't use it. Uh, but then filmmakers discovered it. And it's been used in absolutely everything since. You wouldn't believe when you hear these four notes, they're in stuff like It's a Wonderful Life, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, The Omen, The Shining, so many movies. Just these little notes that when you hear them, they're unsettling and they they get inside your head and they're brilliant. But I think uh, scary music, like in terms of songs, the big one is Thriller. Michael Jackson's Thriller, when it was shown... People didn't sleep after it. You know, we look at it now and it all seems a bit silly, jumping out of graves and him doing his dance. Um, But at the time, it was 11 minutes long. People were ringing the BBC to complain about them showing it and and saying they couldn't sleep afterwards. So it's incredible the effect it has. But scary movies is where it's really at. And tonight on the show, I will do a little, some of the very best of them, such as, for instance, Wicker Man, uh, if you remember that set on that kind of fictional island where they burn him at the end. A song called Willow's Song from that is just unforgettable. The Exorcists. Probably one of the greatest pieces of music of all time. That's originally Tubular Bells by a man called Mike Oldfield. And it was used in The Exodus. But since then, you can't distinguish one from the other. It's just... uh, But also, Exodus 2, which was a rubbish film. Ennio Morricone did a soundtrack. And it is completely brilliant. Also, Christine, uh, John Carpenter, who's doing many, many soundtracks. Sensational music. Psycho, which you may remember, is the work of a man called Bernard Herming, who worked with... um, Alfred Hitchcock on loads of things, Vertigo and North by Northwest, and many of the movies. But he was the go to guy in Hollywood for a long time. And his soundtrack to Psycho and that scene in The Shower live with you forever. The Shining, as I mentioned, uh, Rosemary's Baby, The Omen. A brilliant piece of music as well Nosferatu the old vampire movie Candyman and Halloween John Carpenter again it's just it's a genre of music and you couldn't have it without the music
0: So on Nighttime Tonight at yeah, 10 o'clock
1: I'll do the very best of the scary movies both from uh, songs but mainly uh, soundtracks to movies because they're they're essential they they bring you right back they're visceral they bring you right back to the movie and they're, they're part of what really deeply unsettles you
0: Next Tom we have your album of the week Love makes you blind, I hope to find who I believe in. Get back in line, I can't deny myself, show me the feeling. Oh, you got be wrong, if you don't belong, live in the trouble, don't me. That was a track, You Ain't The Problem, from Michael uh, ukas
1: Yeah, you have just summed up that man's problem in in one sentence. You he, pronounce it. This is the I'm issue. I'm a problem angle. Kiwanuka. It. He came along Kiwanuka. in 2013 and he was the BBC voice of the year that year. So once you're the BBC voice of the year, generally destined for fame. Coldplay were the voice of the year back in their day. Um, but the record company started saying, Your name is weird. What's your name all about? Kiwanuka, who can pronounce that? And he was saying, Well, I'm I'm from London, but I'm originally my family are Ugandan and my name is quite a big thing to me. So the album did okay. Uh, and then they start they, they actually dropped him. They said, No, change your name or we're gonna drop you. And they dropped him. So he went ahead with different producers, a guy called Danger Mouse, and did the, finally did the follow-up Love and Hate in 2016. And Attracting That Cold Little Heart became absolutely massive on a TV show called Big Little Lies. So since then, he's gotten very wrapped up in the idea that he shouldn't change his name and that his identity is a key part of him. So this album is simply called Kimonuka. And he, he's influenced people like Curtis Mayfield and Gil Scott Heron and Kendrick Lamar and people. I think he's really brilliant I really do I think outside of his identity and the name and stuff he has such a way with songs he is just such an original voice in the world he's brilliant
0: so he's, he's he's Londoner, yeah. Um, and his debut album uh, it, it it hit number one. Did it, it, it did in yeah,
1: And the expectation around it w- was massive. But then this argument over his name and the people found it too hard to identify with and couldn't pronounce it. It just seems like a mad thing to do because what you to the table? would that be indie folk? Uh, it's a bit more modern than indie folk. He's he's very influenced by people like Kendrick Lamar. So there's hip hop. It's it's a very modern sounding album. it's, it's pure twenty nineteen. It really is gorgeous.
0: Alright, um, and what's the album called? It's called... It's just called kibanuka his, his name. Yeah, his All name, because right. it's okay. a big statement for him. Alright, let's turn to Tom's gig of the week. Yeah. On last week's show you are putting right our colleagues yes. in News Talk Breakfast to how did they describe her? NAF. NAF, okay. She's playing in the three arena she th- is, this Friday.
1: And a lot of people think she'd be great one for Glastonbury next year. She's that kind of big, big star. How old is she? Who knows? And does Cher even know at this point? She was a she was a star in the sixties, so I, I presume she must be seventy. Must be that. But she said, "That's saw much work done. How many bits are still original? Share who knows? But I know you're, you're a man who loves the statistics, so I'll give you some of statistics. Mm. 65, I Got You Babe, first big number one, had sold 40 million records by 67, uh, went solo then, played Las Vegas from 1980 to 82 on 300 grand a week when she was playing in Vegas uh, thereafter it went into film Mask Witches of Eastwick Moonstruck won an Academy Award for that in the 90s that one there if I could turn back time afterwards Believe one of the biggest songs of all time um, the, the Farewell Tour 2002 2005 250 million grossed over that and um, Back into Las Vegas, did three years in Las Vegas for £180 in 2008 and has won an Academy Award, a Grammy Award, an Emmy Award and very many more. She is a force of nature. So
0: so punters who go along the three arena this Friday, what can they expect?
1: You can expect hits going back and that's a really rare thing to do. Number ones from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s and the 90s and most recently she appeared in Mamma Mia! and was sensational The Mamma Mia as well. She's she's a real old-fashioned trooper, entertainer, had her own comedy show with Sonny, uh, her then partner, and loads of people are saying, if you want a headline act at Glastonbury this year that just everybody loves, Share is the one.
0: And the support acts are Paul Young and Tara Stewart. Yeah, Paul Young. Okay, let's talk about, uh, th- is it this Friday? It is, this Friday is the actual Vinyl Festival. Beetlemania, so it's, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, the Vinyl the Festival
1: in Dunleary, Full details we- about the website. Www. But there's something about festival. Abbey Road you want to talk about. That is going to be me. On Friday I will be in the Lexicon giving a one hour uh, talk on Abbey Road and playing tracks from it. I know a lot about it. I've been over to Abbey Road. I've listened to the album in Abbey Road. I've interviewed many, many people around it. It's most one of the Beatles most loved albums if not the most loved album and how it came to be is a very interesting story because going in to record it there was such tension in the band it shouldn't have even gotten recorded. So it's, it's a really they put aside differences and recorded some the best work they ever did, and the stories, other little intricate stories behind it, are fascinating. So I'll be doing that on Friday. I'm interviewing Vicky McClure, you know, Line of Duty, the, the famous TV show. Um, she's with me on Saturday in uh, the Maritime Museum at six o'clock, and then Sunday I'm rounding it off with Pauline and Black from the Selector and Rhoda Dacker from the Specials. So that's at eight o'clock. Um, that's all, all part of what's going to be a brilliant weekend of music and vinyl and gigs and chats and and leery.
0: All right, and there is a website to go with that? Yeah,
1: www.vinylfestival.com
0: All right, my thanks, as always, to Tom Dunn. Do enjoy that, and if you're anywhere near Leary, go along to the uh, fest of different uh, vinyl-related events. As always, Tom, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.